Time just moves so fast. It's crazy. And as you get older, I've noticed. It's 2024. We're all a little bit older. Um, it's beautiful, sunny day here in Los Angeles. It feels nice to, to ring in the new year with um, some sun. I'll say that. Yeah, what did you do for your New Year's Eve? Well, New Year's Eve, I was with you. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, there are other people listening. Oh, I see. Oh, for New Year's Beyond Eve. Beyond me. I mean, I'm only listening to you because I contractually have to. I get it. The nice people listening at home or in their cars or on the subway are doing it electively. Okay, I see. Okay, so we should explain to them. Yeah, we went to uh, Gigi's for dinner, and then we went to a... As you described it, shagadelic house party in <laughs> in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, thanks to thanks to our friends Ryland and Julia for escorting us. We were not invited guests. We just simply showed up with them. But we weren't. Uh, we were welcome. We were, we very were welcome. welcome guests, but we were not invited. We were welcome because I think that when you Ryland and I walk around together, people can't believe the, the height, mm -hmm. which seems. I, I guess I don't know. I just feel like it seems multiple people commented on it. Yeah, I mean. He, he, even I would comment on it. Like if I saw the three of us walking into a place, I'd be like, all right, what the, okay, come on. <laughs> what the F? And, and you're all taken, of course. I you liked, know, there's always that one. I liked the party because it was just comfortable and well appointed and there was no dumb shit. Mm -hmm. Like there was no, there was no like, you know, firework display or like a weird kind of <laughs> everybody of stand around and tell us what you're grateful for this yeah, new yeah, year there, there was no gratefulness circle or anything like that I only, I only had one one quip which was the the caviar and blini service featured labneh instead of creme fraiche and as a labneh sympathizer myself and a fan of the of the dairy product I don't know if it belongs on a on a New Year's Eve caviar. Oh, you were unhappy. Well, it could have been a mistake. It could have been just like, oh shit, we don't have any. No, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. The you think it was a choice? Yeah, the caviar mistress made made no secret that it was intentional to use labneh instead. Which you know, I I like trying out new things like that. But New Year's Eve is the creme fraiche. It's a it's a creme fresh holiday. I saw you choke. I saw you choke one down. So oh, I ate it. It bad. was yummy, yummy. Of course, okay. I'm not, I'm never okay. going to turn down <laughs> a caviar and Bellini, and I do like a lemonade, but you know, I love turning down caviar. It's luxury. One of the world's worst foods. Um, oh my god! No, it's problem. not even a food, Chris. You're it's right. A flex. That, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what what happens when a food is no longer a food, but it's merely a flex? What if what if diamonds? tasted good we left at like one mm -hmm. i mean look i didn't want to be out at all i thought i was going to get to go home after dinner of course that's not the case but did you really think that you're going to go to dinner and then go home at 8 37 on a on new year's eve kind of well yeah because there was no plan so it was like this it's very possible that no, nothing materializes mm -hmm. and this was kind of the perfect thing though because no one really talked to us in an annoying way mm -hmm. and it was all I didn't know anyone there, you know, so it's kind of the perfect, perfect crime. Yeah, it was great. It was everything was yeah, there. I know it was great. I did stay a little bit later than you did. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I know it was great for you because I saw Ryland at the gym the next day and he was like, I was like, oh, what time did you guys leave? He said three thirty. And I said, mm -hmm. damn, bro, that Molly must have been hitting. It was a late. It was a late addition to the to the evening. I, I think it kind of kicked in a little too late. So but it was it was like a. It was a real heady, reflective vibe. It was not like I was not dancing to EDM or I was not 
making a fool of myself okay. i was just like sitting <laughs> well I was, I was like sitting by the outdoor fireplace just like yeah soaking it all in man like view of view of my city at my feet my cd <laughs> yeah i mean the, <laughs> the view from this house was immaculate like you when the fireworks start going off at midnight you had the full view of the santa monica fireworks and then to the left you had the full view of the downtown fireworks mm -hmm. um which was a 360 bro it was it was uh, it was a motion picture in that i find that on selling sunset good fucking luck 330 though is i mean that is late and yeah i didn't even know it was that late until the next morning i looked at the at the ring cam noti and it hit me with the the, the 347 a.m and i was like <laughs> surely this was a raccoon that had gotten into the <laughs> The trash. I don't think this was me at all, right? This raccoon looks a lot like my wife. I don't understand. I could pull up the footage, but it's best not to it's right now. To. It's best not to. I I mean, I guess you guys were looking for a party and you fucking got one. I wasn't and I still got one. Um, and I guess that's kind of what New Year's Eve is. We, I think we only go out on New Year's Eve now to to combat the FOMO. And even though I know that you are immune to FOMO, and I am as well in many ways, much more than I used to be for sure. Well, I'm not immune. Um, when I was a little thirsty thought. I'm not immune to FOMO. It's just holidays are the worst nights to do anything. Well, I wish you would communicate that more. You know, <laughs> could you use your words, Chris? <laughs> could you use your words? Yeah. Um, but it, just something about even if you don't want to, even if you know it's going to suck, everyone's like amateur night, stupidest blah, 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 stupid. Blah, blah. But if you are sitting at home alone, watching the office super fan episodes at 11 53 you're just kind of like mm, did the, did i make the right decision i could absolutely sit at home and not think twice about going to uh, a party of any kind but i understand i think most people fall into your category mm -hmm. and i i'm okay with that i just don't um it's not even wanting to party it's wanting to not not party <laughs> i was gonna say does that make sense but i already know it doesn't <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm very clear that it doesn't, but I mean, how are you feeling the next day? Cause even I, you know, I didn't feel great and I had to meet Hunter at, at nine, uh, for a session. So I, yeah, you I and was, Ryan O'Connell were a little gym rats day one, Jan that's one. Cause, that's cause we like to set our, we like to set the tone and your tone was probably some sort of smash burger in a car. This, this mother was not mothering on new year's day. Now we, I, I slept in, obviously we slept in dogs were at the sitter so that was chill and we kind of the the pickup time that was scheduled was a real as a strong tbd we went and got some pho in san gabriel valley we just pop, bopped over to rosemead real quick okay so you drove 45 minutes to have hot water and noodles and that made you feel better mm, well the 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 best part about the holiday break now is we got covid level of traffic which is yeah, to that's say true. that's true almost zero so we could i mean it was far like normally with traffic yeah it would have been half an hour probably to get there and it's not a cute half an hour drive over the rosemead either it's a it's a stinky <laughs> one um but you know i banged that shit out you know 16 minutes okay that's that's nice that's that's reasonable which okay. is like the same thing as driving to silver lake or something but yeah the healing broths of uh were flowing and i felt much better instantly and then came home, watched a little Chappelle, you know what I'm saying, took a little nap, and then hit the prime pizza gluten-free delivery for a little 8, 8 p.m.-ish. We, we had gluten-free prime pizza last oh, night. Oh, wow. 
It's girl dinner. It's so good. It, it's it's honestly it's so good. It's honestly maybe the best. It's definitely the best in L.A. Like for that kind of thing. <laughs> it's honestly maybe definitely the best. You know what I mean? I because I was thinking about it because I have to. You have to categorize it because it is a grandma style. It's gluten free, but it also it tastes like Pizza Hut to me. Oh. And I think that's why I like it. Yeah, you get the you get they've really perfected it, and I've had a lot of gluten free pizzas, even from better pizza places, but nobody has been able to dupe that prime man yeah i don't i don't know why i don't know why it's so difficult i mean we can get into the awful dave Chappelle uh special with our guest i i, I guess but i i did want to talk about it because it was so deeply unfunny i'd like to think that our guest doesn't even know who dave Chappelle is oh he definitely well, who, he definitely who's that <laughs> sorry is that a comedian is he are you speaking of the cellist him leaving the stage to get a cigarette to come back for his final bit that was a 15 minute diatribe that ended with like a very mid lil nas x joke <laughs> was not that that build up for was was too much that was uh unnecessary the, the theme of the say. show was him being a dreamer and dreams and working oh, hard God. towards the dreams making them come true and then he was talking about how all these people have these amazing dreams and they end up coming up short for one dumb little thing and they end up you know working at walmart killing themselves whatever and little nas x's dream was to be the gayest beep in the world and his was the only dream that came true there's some funny stuff in there um i think dave Chappelle's dream and one and only dream is to be able to smoke on tv <laughs> and I, I think he's succeeded I think his no, I disagree. I think his only dream is to is to talk about trans people every day of his life. That, that, I think that's his only dream is to get it out every day. He's got to say something. As somebody who just can't not say something, sometimes myself, I'm speaking of, I can relate to that relentless assault of how I don't know. It's it's he was talking about Andy Kaufman on on the special, but it reminds me of that of just the dedication to the bit of like. Is he still gonna do? Oh my God, he's still gonna do it. You know, like some of the greats, but he the execution is maybe not, not necessarily there, and not the best hill to die on. But if it's not funny, why why do it? Who cares? Like it's just not like that's the thing. If it's not funny, then I don't want life lessons from Dave Chappelle. He's a rich comedian. I don't care what he has to say about anything except being funny. Well, funny is subjective, bro. I mean, it is subjective, but I think people now. I think that these these old comedians that are just like mad about their audience when they're selling out every show and getting mm -hmm. huge check like i don't understand <clears throat> if the audience is so woke then and you're still selling out shows and getting money from netflix who cares yeah what's the issue i mean it's it's no there's no downside for you. i agree I mean, with that 1000 percent. but i guess when you come up it's just like having you know your your world be taken away from you sure and it's 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 simply oh now it's now it's harder for you but that's the thing i don't know if it is, is the challenge accepted or is the i don't challenge know if it is accepted? harder that that's the thing i don't know if it is harder because as we've said before on the show if you lean in to the kind of stuff that like gervais and dave Chappelle are talking about you find a giant audience for that like that's yes true. you lose you lose some people but you might gain more you, you find a much bigger audience but you end up having a bunch of arrows in your back and you know is it worth it some people yeah some people no, and nobody wants to hear a, a rich hundred millionaire complaining about a couple arrows in their back no it's 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 tough. metaphorically it's it's, it's also the fact that he was still talking about the slap is insane <laughs> we, we have got to move past the slap as material even if you were there even if you participated in it if you are will smith chris rock or dave Chappelle, you should never be allowed to speak about the slap again we've we've beat that horse 
is dead. Okay, night, night, slappy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, but unfortunately, I, I still have a, a bit of a soft spot for Chappelle. It, it, to me, I treat it like SNL where taint what she used to be, but I still I still tune in. I still just got to see it for the FOMO because sometimes if you smoke enough weed and you catch him in the right time, he really is one of the, the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah, he might have been 20 years ago, uh, but I was never <laughs> I was never pilled by Dave Chappelle. I thought the show was, the show featured too many mid-dusty rappers for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's cool that most Def is rapping in the kitchen, but it didn't keep me entertained. Not for you. Um, but it is a classic, and there were some funny. Of course, there's some funny And he had funny bits, of course. one of the, the best Radiohead ballads of all time as his opening song. Maybe you would have liked the Chappelle show more if it had, you know, Big thief, or something instead, right? No, no. I thought the, I thought the Radiohead was nice because I know he's a radio. He he often covers Creep when he does uh, when he does uh, karaoke. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have a guest today uh, to kick <laughs> off the year. We wanted to bring back a, a favorite of ours, but also a fan favorite, Dean Kissick, New York's own by way of uh, the motherland, London. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean is joining us in a nice red jumper uh, from New York City. And um, we're just going to kind of see what his predictions for 2024 are. Isn't that right, Jason? And beyond. And beyond. All right, let's uh, let's give Dean a jingle. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes. Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 Per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step (laughs) to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping 
when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code How Long, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code How Long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code How Long. Oh, we're live. All right, Dean. What's going on, baby? 2024. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling uh, excited, little shaky, terrified. But <laughs> it's going to be a big year. Anything in particular that you're terrified of or just the general kind of scared of the future? Uh, just this podcast. Or are you just still hungover? Yeah, are you hungover? I'm a little hungover from New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. not from last night. Right, right, right. It's got a day two carryover. Okay, so are you, but you're not terrified of doing How Long Gone Part Two, are you? Well, I just want to do well. I want to do well. <laughs> it's, this is kind of a make or break pod for a lot of young creators like yourself. It's the Rogan yeah. effect for an up and coming comedian. So it's your, uh, it's your cricket match to lose at this point, Dean. Yeah, I know. All right, let's go take a break. <laughs> so what did you what did you do for New Year's Eve and, and why are you hungover? What did you put in that little mouth of yours or nose? I didn't have too big of a night, but I'm just I'm just fragile these days. You know how it is. Yeah. Chris doesn't, but I do. I'm fragile in different ways, mostly emotionally, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm fragile emotionally as well. Um, New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, I woke up in Oxford. I woke up in my childhood bedroom in my mum's house. And then I went to uh, Heathrow Terminal 5 and took a plane uh, to JFK. So I landed about 5 p.m. So I landed in the U.S. like just before New Year's and went home and showered and then went straight out, which was kind of uh, a good way of doing things, I think. Like, yeah, it, it, it was fun. So it means I had the whole shock of coming back to the U.S. And then I went out for New Year's, which is always a bit kind of scary and unsettling, a bit intense. Then I had a day yesterday, kind of recovery with my girlfriend. And then suddenly I'm in USA and now I'm online with you. We're starting the year. Yeah, this is That's a good way to start the year. I this think. This is the most American thing you could do. And I, I want to welcome mm -hmm. you back to this fine country. And um, if you could just go ahead and say the national, mm -hmm. sing the national anthem, that would be great. I don't know if you know all the words, but. but my dad used to work <laughs> on um, these US Air Force bases in England, in Germany and England. So if you're on the base, they can play the U.S., the national anthem at any time. And if they play it, you're supposed to stop whatever you're doing. So if you're in the car, you're supposed to pull over. You just stop and kind of show respect, maybe even like sing along. But you don't talk. Or Feels a little bit more like a Nazi Air Force base to me if I'm or maybe a little North Korean. This is the best thing I've ever heard. I'm going to start doing this to Jason. And anytime I feel like it, I'm just going to put on the national anthem and make him stand at attention and salute. You want me to do a sir, yes, sir, we'll, we'll snot comes out of my nose? <laughs> yes, exactly, that's exactly what I want. See, si, patron. <laughs> exactly what I want. Our, uh, Dean, so what did you do for New Year's? Did you have a big New York City night out? Was there a big event that, that Jason and I aren't aware of? I feel like you went party hopping. I only went to two parties, and one of them was one of them was a dinner. So... I wasn't running around too much. Could you rate the meal? Rate the meal scale of one to one hundred, please. Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't love it. <laughs> I didn't. Was the meal prepared by a, a loving friend of yours or a restaurant that you have no connection to? No, it was. It was prepared by a restaurant I have no connection to. It's like a new restaurant called Polo, which is opened on um, 
Canal Street, kind of Canal Street by Essex Street, that part of town. Okay. You said Polo? Uh, Tolo, Tolo. T-O-L-O. Tovlo, got it. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of what kind of cuisine are they offering at Tolo? Tolo, well, they had a kind of New Year's fixed menu, which was pretty standard. Um, the starter was cucumbers and like woody or fungi. Classic. Mashed up, mm-hmm. um, Classic. Some kind of spicy, <laughs> salty, spicy tofu dish. Textbook NYE every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The smashed cucumber and wood ear. Mm. Very standard stuff. You're supposed you're you're supposed <laughs> to eat like really in a, at least in Japanese culture you're supposed to eat really long food on New Year's Eve and that brings you good luck and it kind of helps with longevity. You're supposed to have a physically long. So you're saying having a, a three foot noodle is going to make your dick bigger in 2024? Is that what you're saying, Dean? <laughs> Among other things, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're pulling out the leeks, the cucumbers. The green onions, and you're not chopping them. Yeah. And you do you have to kind of eat them like a bird eats a fish? Um. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I because <laughs> that's kind of how you eat in Japan or like in the East anyway. You're supposed to like. Slip. Your words, not mine. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Slurp those noodles. It's not. It's not rude to do that in the in that culture. Okay. So we had some long foods at Tolo. No, not really. No, no long food. No long food. Oh. That's why it was bad. Oh, so you're, so okay, so you're upset that you didn't kind of get to celebrate in the way that your people usually cucumber do. long. There were no, it was, it was all like chopped up small, and there, there were EXO noodles, but they were described as little noodles. But it was uh, it was a dinner hosted by my friend Tristan Depew. Very happy he invited me. Like small dinner. Uh, he he works for the fashion label Raimondo Langua. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a very, I can only describe like a very clout heavy. Dinner. It was a heavy room. With, um, there were a few podcasts there, and you know, friends and acquaintances. Let's name names on those podcasters, Dean. Which uh, which Red Scare? Michael Barbaro. <laughs> yeah, there were two. There was Dasha, friend of okay, friend of the show, your show, and uh, Dasha Nekrasova and Anna Kachian, and there was also um, KJ. Okay. From Ion Pack. Oh yes, from from the fame to Ion Pack. Okay, wow. A co-worker. So this yours, is the heavy a label mate. Yeah, coworker. Yeah, it's a coworker. So this is a heavy. This is a heavy room, and I'm sure a lot of important topics were discussed. Is there any? Is there anything that maybe was getting thrown across the table that you'd want to discuss with us? I'm trying to think important important topics. Any gripes with Sleepy Joe? Stuff like that. <laughs> um, Saltburn was a letdown. Things of that nature. I did talk to someone who didn't, yeah, who didn't seem very, very up on Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. I was. I just saw my fa- father over Christmas, and he's very, he's very sad at the prospect of people not liking Biden. Uh, he doesn't understand. But, but is he? Do they look at um, do, like a lot of people that don't live here? They look at America, especially our politics, and just think about that it's insane is that how your dad feels yeah but even though england's not doing great right now either well my dad's american but he lives oh okay okay he he lives in england and he's never coming back but he has no interest in english politics whatsoever like doesn't pay any attention but he's deeply deeply invested in u.s politics it's like my dad and and football like he doesn't he doesn't really care who wins but he watches every game he just wants to see a good game is that how i think just all of our parents generation just watch the fucking news and that's just what they show on the that's news true. you know but he might if you're in england you might have to go a step further to really find the good stuff you know 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's doing this actually, but he does. He somehow manages to watch all of that. Um, Rachel Maddow and Trevor Noah. Oh, not Trevor. I don't not know Trevor how he Noah. gets access to. Those <laughs> yeah, not, look, you can like Joe Biden without having to watch <laughs> Trevor Noah. I mean, come on, like that's that's basically elder abuse. He loves that stuff. I saw you. Um, I saw you tweet recently, and I wanted to ask if this is true or not. Is your is your resolution for twenty twenty four to do the exact opposite of everything that you did last year, or was that just? Uh, Oh, a fun experiment for social media. Not really. Yeah, that was more like things that was kind of suggested resolutions for everyone. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was say, I was saying something like you should you should try to change your opinions on everything or try to do the opposite of what you normally do. That would be. I think that would. I think that is good advice. But I don't think I'm super capable of doing it. Who is? Like I wish. I wish yeah, I was really tough. that person who could really like become a whole new person i think that would be great well I'm, i plan to shave before i go back to new york so that feels like i'll be a whole new person okay. that's kind of so what big, i was so chris is working big to small over there a lot of yeah, life-altering yeah, exactly. changes going on dean what do you think about we talked about this in the last episode and i i feel like it hit a new level this year about the kind of 2023 wrap-ups on social media the the breathless retelling of your year and all the successes you had featuring images of yourself your good-looking friends maybe some food a couple of exotic vacations uh, maybe some press clippings um <laughs> what do you why do you think this has hit a fever pitch yeah that's a good question i mean i, I was saying you should do one I, I think i think that's what i said and it would be but i think that would be good i think it would be really nice i find it to be i just find it to be so navel gazing and unnecessary like if like the people that follow me have seen the stuff that happened to me throughout the year they're aware of it already do i need to hit them over the head with it again in a roundup format well i think a lot of people chris you don't your brain doesn't work like this but it should a little bit more as a content creator but people are constantly thinking about what to post on social media and they are in in search of help and ideas all the time and this is an idea baked, ready to go, presented to them mm -hmm. that will guarantee, you know, likes and reposts and things like that. No, that's true. Well, does it does it do well though? Does that? <laughs> it's a good question. I would imagine it not doing that well. Well, if 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 I'm like a hot person and it was like, here's my eleven, yeah, um, sluttiest, hottest looks where I looked the best and got the most likes. <laughs> here's all of them tied up in a bow for you. It's under the guise of earnest maxing and self-care and and you know what i am gonna post that photo of me where i look hot <laughs> it's it's under the guise of that but it's more just like i need something to post give me the likes i need something to post give me the likes my favorite is when the hot hottest photo is buried in the carousel that's my favorite like i'm, I'm serious about work and all my accomplishments but i also want to remind you on slide six that i look crazy in cancun <laughs> here's me cleaning out the freeway <laughs> Here's when I donated turkeys on Thanksgiving to the homeless and unhoused. Here's when I spread my asshole in Greece on a boat that I didn't pay for. You don't think it works, Dean? You don't think people are actually interacting with these posts? No, I mean, I, I, I don't really know. Like, I think putting on the kind of cultural critic hat. Does it ever come off, Dean? Uh, should take it off more. That'll be a good, a good that's, resolution. That's a, new resolution. that's a resolution for you. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it's hard not to think of like everything you see through this certain prism, or which is yes, not the best way to uh, to live actually. But sometimes hard not to do it. Um, 
But with the cultural critic hat on, I think like we have all of us put ourselves at the center of culture. Culture is just all about us now, what we're doing, like what we look, our image, what we think, and even something like Spotify Wrapped, which I quite like. But it turns it turns music into music just becomes like a expression of yourself. Like music mm-hmm. becomes a your end of year listening is like a portrait of who you are, what kind of person you are, and what town you should be living in that has the most similar music taste to you. Mm. This is another, like a very direct version of that, just creating a potted portrait of yourself. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's mostly people who post a lot, who do this kind of thing, like people who are already very online. Whereas I would, I would love to see everyone I went to high school with, you know, I'd love to see like a 10 slide carousel of what on earth happened to them? Like, what, what are their lives like? What did they do this year? But so many of those people just, they just never post or they have better things to do or they're not online. So no, they are. They're just doing it all on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I like that idea though. I do think it would be a lot more interesting of a premise if it was people who I don't hear from every fucking day and know exactly what they've done. That does make it a little more fun. Yeah, I guess that's similar to what you were saying, Chris, of like, here's people, here's every, you, I've, I've collected all these images from when I posted it three weeks ago. Yes. And you saw it three weeks ago, but here it is again. You, we all knew. And, and Jason, you mentioned Facebook. Like I, I was thinking when you first asked this question, it is, it sort of feels like Facebook, like this kind of, Doing, doing a carousel, a slideshow about yourself, it sort of feels like the kind of thing that was maybe going on on Facebook right before yeah. mm-hmm. it sort of fell out of popularity. I don't think people realize that Facebook used to be the place for photos. That's like what it was. It was because you could make albums, you could name them, you could categorize them. That was like kind of what it was for before it became Gma's favorite. Yeah. Back when we had Flickr, that used to be enough, huh? RIP. I like Facebook. I do too, Dean. <laughs> do you still use it? No, I don't. I, oh, sorry. There's a siren coming past. No, but I have I have looked at it a few times recently. The kind of general the general word I hear is that it's got it's got good again. It's definitely like seems to be popping a lot more than it was maybe five years mm-hmm. ago or really whenever people are completely off. And a lot of people just never left. I look at it and it's not. I think the the stigma that it's like all of your favorite right wingers posting about Trump all day is is not actually what happens. It's more family oriented, I think, mm. and that's why people like it's it. It's more real. I mean, they ain't letting the titties fly on Facebook the way they are on Instagram. I just I'm afraid of Facebook because all those people from high school that you would like to see what they've been doing those people are going to contact me on Facebook. They're going to find me <laughs> because there's going to be the network of high schools and schools and cities and things like that. And I will be able to be found easily. And then those people will reach out to me and say, Hey man, what's up Hollywood? <laughs> Shit's crazy, man. Don't you want, don't you want to stunt on your former haters and let them know that you're a successful podcaster living in Glendale with an Asian wife? <laughs> I checked all the boxes. Wow, what a great, what a gratitude experiment there. That's nice. You're you're the you're you're one of Huntington Beach Beach's finest graduates. I would I would want to stunt. It goes Chrissy Teigen and them jeans, and <laughs> at some I mean. point those tables are going to turn. Hopefully, 
I mean, I do want to, I guess I do want to stunt. Yes. But also I don't, none of those people are doing well in my mind. No, sure. Sure. I don't want to, I don't want to swag a dead horse. I should say. No, I understand. Dean, did you go to, have you been to a high school reunion, Dean? Uh, no, I've never been to one. I am a little, I am a little curious. I'd be interested. I went to my, I think it was five years. Maybe it was 10. I went to one of them. And it was only because I, at the time, thought I was very successful and high on cocaine. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun um, because it really was like, wow, you guys are fucking losers. I'm living the dream. Were you handing out $20 bills to, to strangers <laughs> and things like that? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. I wasn't doing that well. But I was, I was you know, it, 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 was a, it was a chance for me to kind of go check out what happened. And it was the classic thing where, like, all the hotties got fat. Everybody had too many kids. They're in dead-end jobs. I'm managing a band. We're on TV, and I've got pockets full of drugs. I'm the winner mm-hmm. here. And now, looking back, that was pretty obnoxious of me. Yeah, no shit. Cocaine, though. What are you going to do? I mean, you're already obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Just what imagine do? sprinkling some of that <laughs> that, f- that sweet pow-pow on top. It's a recipe for disaster. And how did everyone uh, react to you? Well, because the, the, the band that I managed went to the high school. We all went to high school together. Oh, okay. Um, it was, it was, everyone was very aware of our minor success because it was like, obviously Conyers, Georgia, there's not a lot coming down that mm-hmm. success pipeline. You were all they've got. Well, let's not forget the Fanning sisters did go to the opposing high school for, I think one year, maybe before they moved to LA to act. So not the highest rated, but so, so Dakota Fanning is your Chrissy Teigen. In many ways. Yeah, Dakota, Dakota is my Chrissy, exactly. You've won this battle, yes. but not the war. Yeah. Dean, um, also on Twitter, you uh, and we talked about this uh, when we spoke with Music's Moby, um, but he alluded to the fact that he sold his old home, which was a castle-like residence in Silver Lake, to, uh, in a private sale to an unnamed person that may or may not have been Banksy, and you recently said on Twitter that he should be jailed. Would you like to elaborate, please? I'm sorry, who? who? Friend of the show Moby or friend of the show Banksy? Banksy. Well, there was, okay, a, there was okay. an image of the guy who had stolen a stop sign off the off the sign that was yeah. supposedly yes, a Banksy yeah. art, and then he, you, Dean said maybe instead of jailing this stop sign thief... <laughs> That the artist Banksy himself should should be sooner jailed. I know. I, was, I know. I've been I've been too self righteous. Got in a Christmas a kind of Christmas moral fervor. The holidays will do that to you. But I mean, you 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 swim in the art world deeply. So I would like to hear your thoughts on on Banksy and and his street art. Yes. Okay. Well, so much to say here. You know. I mean, f- firstly, just on uh, Dakota Fanning and Chrissy Teigen. The, Famous person from the girls' school associated with my boys' school mm-hmm. is um, Hermione Granger. Oh wow! Okay, well, okay. Congratulations. So is that person on Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Emma Watson. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, Emma Watson. She's a little younger than you, right? Or not? Yeah, or... she's quite. She's quite a lot younger than me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you got a shot to take her to prom. If you guys have yes. that over there or whatever, I didn't know. I I met her one time at a at a rap party for some TV show or something like that with with our friend Chris Chang, who you may or may not know from the internet. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's a big fan of her work, 
in whatever way you want to take that in. And he <laughs> he instinctually, <laughs> without even thinking, just a reflex, handed me his Yashica T4, which he did a, a month ago at that GQ party when he saw Megan the Stallion. He handed me his camera and he was like, just go. And he goes up to Megan the Stallion. I take the photo. It's perfect. It's beautiful. But we did this, you know, eight years ago or something like that with with Emma hands me the the Yashika boom and Emma's like no photos I'm sorry and just shut him down and I've never seen anyone shut Chris Chang down for a photo no one shuts Chang down for the flip she, she hit him with the not tonight, not tonight. I, I think she's uh I think she's one of those famous actresses who really wants to be normal and and like ma like is married to some regular guy and like doesn't go to anything I think she's one of those types which is what's the point then? You know, that's how all the Emmas are, if you ask me. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of Emma Stone. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason? BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So, for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we we're spent off, obviously, off clock. Going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And uh, yeah, we, sure, sure. Yeah. So uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Famously married a normal guy. He's uh, he's not normal. He was a former staff member of the show Saturday Night Live. He's he's not a full civilian. What does he look like? He looks regular as hell. I mean, he looks like a pretty good looking regular six foot three white guy who is sick with the pen when Andy Samberg's in the room. You know, 
Okay. Well, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> Nobody. Not many people do. Not many people do. He's not. He's just I'm a sorry. regular guy. Let's get back to Banksy. I apologize. I think Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts had a civilian boyfriend who she beat up at Tex or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, she's she's around. She was actually supposed to come to um, beat up at Tex. <laughs> oh, I'd be pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the French restaurant in Echo Park. Yeah, I too have been beat up at Tex. Is that what you call that, Jason? By a woman. Oh, I thought you meant beat up by martinis. No. Yes, but no. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I listened to the Moby episode. That was a really good episode. Thanks. And I, I think I, I've seen the castle when I lived. If it's where I think it is, when I lived in LA, I remember walking to the top of that, mm-hmm. top of that road, and be told, being told this is Moby's old house. Banksy, like it may surprise you, or it may really, really not surprise you at all, um, <laughs> to know that I wrote my undergrad thesis about Banksy. Uh, I was like, <laughs> it does both of those things. It does surprise me <laughs> well, and not surprise Dean me at all. Deli- Dean delivers again. Jesus Christ. Okay, so you wrote. 15,000 words on Banksy for a, for your Yeah, thesis. I wrote 5,000 words about, um, yeah, kind of like graffiti and street art. And, um, bro, bless me with the PDF. These were not critical words either. Like I used, like I was really in awe of, um, graffiti writers, especially like people who paint trains. And Dean, why have we never talked about this? This is the only form of art that I believe is true and real and good. I hate all art except graffiti. Jason's Jason's a recovering uh, graffiti artist slash criminal. It never leaves the blood. I I know that. (laughs) I knew knew that. I knew that. I mean, okay. Honestly, I would like to read that if you, if you would share it with me. I don't, I don't think I have it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend um, reading it. But anyway, like, you know, Banksy used to, uh, used to put out these little books like short books with his views on society or culture and i I did quite like him i I did quite like his um thoughts on things i also very nearly bought the um well i don't know if i very nearly but i saw i saw his works that were the blur cover art listed on ebay about 20 years ago or so maybe more than 20 years ago wow and it was a starting price of 500 pounds for now they're worth more than a million. Like some of them have been to auction. Someone had just found them and cut them out of this metal cow shed in the country. So that's one of my greatest regrets that I couldn't get <laughs> five, 500 quid together as a 20 year old. That's funny that you bring that up because in one of our more graffiti leaning group chats, our friends sent a link, an eBay link that is a. I sent it. Oh, you did send it? Removed a full roll down gate with a sace with a dash snow tag on it mm. and it's thirty thirty thousand dollars on on ebay i think is, is what it was right jason mm-hmm. yeah 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 wow r.i.p and i didn't think they did that for anybody but like banksy that's why i was so like i that the cutout shit and all that stuff like does that happen well, the price reflects that yeah you're right you're right you're right <laughs> they had to rent a truck to get that thing out of there 30k so. versus a, over a million you know it sounds about right but that's that's you did fuck up on that yeah Dean. and I, I think so this guy in you know south london i mean i think it was on the camberwell road near peckham i used to live around there mm-hmm. and uh i think like he did the right thing i think you know you see a you see a banksy on a stop sign you should just just go get it it makes sense. But <laughs> yes. He shouldn't be arrested for that. I think it's that's crazy. 
No, no, it's you can't. It's like no, no, that's insane to arrest him. For, and but the the big thing about that story that I kept seeing, and maybe this is a, a a darker sign for me personally, is that people kept talking about how he was what he was wearing because I believe he was wearing like Margella or something mm-hmm. when he Margella was, shoes. Okay, so he was wearing some Gat trainers, but I think he was wearing some sort of I think Junior. Junior. Yeah, he looks great. He looked great. He looked great. So, pe- do you think people were? taken aback by how well-dressed and affluent a, yes. a common street thief. Yes. I, well, I think... But, it, when, but if you know the value of a, a Banksy artwork, yeah. it doesn't matter how much money you have or how cool you're dressed. If somebody leaves a bag of money sitting on a sidewalk, you're going to pick it up. Well, no, I think it was more of a fascination from the streetwear community that like, mm-hmm. oh, hell yeah, this guy's fly too. He's not just a criminal. And I think that that's what it felt like. It, was, it, was, it wasn't even negative. It was just like, shit. He's got that shit on. He's got that shit on him. Yeah, that was a nice part. That was a nice part of it. But he is he going to do jail time, Dean? I have no idea. I mean, he'll probably be he'll probably be fine. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But he's probably not going to get to keep his Banksy. You know, he's probably not unless he's like moved it on very quickly. He's he's going to have he's going to have he's going to have trouble selling this um, Banksy work of two drones on a stop sign. Um, <laughs> What what you say about him being like nicely dressed? It does. I think there is like a rich tradition of the kind of well dressed gentleman art thief. You know, like the fellow mm-hmm. who's in a nice Savile Row three piece suit and goes to the goes to the museum and then just kind of purloins a rare like late period Renoir. He's he's continuing that tradition. It's good. He should he should be celebrating. Mm-hmm. Or or even a. Uh... Even a head-to-toe Arcteryx look, which could retail more than a, a Savile Row. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's, fit, that's right? yeah. yes. You're absolutely right, Dean. And this is the perfect outfit then for the art he was stealing. In the same way that the three-piece is nice for the Renoir, you know, it it, it fits. Yeah. the the look fits the crime. It's a pleasure to see the perfect crime every once in a while, even if it is a crime. I didn't. Well, so what is your what is your today? How do you feel about Banksy? Is he should he come out, or, or is this is it is it is he jumped the shark? Where where are we at with Banksy? Are you ready for him to move into podcasting? <laughs> um, he should go on a podcast. Actually, it would be it would be interesting to hear him speak. I mean, I, didn't, I thought I thought he got unmasked recently, but I never I, I never actually followed well, it's up. Understood that he's what is he in Jason Massive Attack? That's one of the biggest rumors that he's the biggest rumors that he's a member of Massive Attack because someone had traced his his work to a tour routing of Massive mm. Attack, and it was the same. I, I thought he was named recently, but I'm, I'm not sure as who, but I've heard this um, Massive Attack rumor. That's been around for a few years. I, I think he's like 3D, I yeah. think, who's like uh, Robert Del Naja, Naha, someone like that from Massive Attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in that idea. This guy, Robert Del Naja, I might be saying that wrong, is also good friends with Adam Curtis. And if you look at, um, mm. I think on hypernormalization, like he's the first person thanked on the credits. And they also, they also collaborated on this theater spectacular up in Liverpool, I believe, maybe in Manchester. And I, I still like Adam Curtis a lot. Like I, I like Adam Curtis now, the way I liked Banksy when I was a uh, 20 year old undergrad. <laughs> And it kind of strikes me that it's this guy from Massive Attack is probably all these people. Like he's he's Massive Attack, he's Banksy, he's also the kind of puppet master, the ideas guy behind Adam Curtis, and he just keeps on. He's been 
He's been leading me my whole life. He's probably burial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if he's? That's that is very interesting <laughs> that this is following yeah. you and your interests. And then you know maybe maybe in ten years I'll be like I'll be over Adam Curtis, but he'll be someone else, and whoever else he is, I'll be completely like sucked in by. If that is if if that is true, then yeah. Banks, the whole thing is pretty fascinating and impressive. Do you think, um, I would like to see Banksy or maybe Adam Curtis and Banksy and Burial Las Vegas Sphere. What say you, Dean? <laughs> is there a better lineup for the Sphere? That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Get AC in the dome. You did, You haven't been, right, Dean? To the Sphere. Yeah. No, no. I've I've only been to Vegas once. I'd like to see it. I'm absolutely desperate to go, and I'm working on a plan to go with our friend Shad uh, when he's visiting. But I don't know who's going to be playing while he's like. If it was U two, I could probably figure out a connection to get us into that through the U two mm-hmm. world. Well, Chris, would you go to the Sphere if Pink was playing? Yeah, for sure. I'll go to see. Okay. I'll see any. I'll see anything at the Sphere. At least in this in this in this early period, where it's I'm still fascinated with it. But I think about it all the time. I think about how they're how much how much in debt are they, Jason? I mean, they're they're on track to becoming profitable, but they just had a lot of startup costs, I guess. Well, they're supposed to rent it for advertising for a million dollars like a day, and I don't think that's really working out. I have faith. I think it'll take off, and I think there's going to be multiple spheres all over the world. Do you want to go, Dean? Or are you happy to view from afar? I would love to go. Um, and I, I'd love to see you two there. I bet that'd be a really, it'd be a really fascinating experience. Um, I recently saw uh, Travis Scott. This was something I wanted to to talk about. Actually, I, I recently saw okay. Cactus Jack. Yeah, Cactus Jack. So Travis Scott and his DJ Chase in the um, the Barclay Center in Brooklyn, <laughs> and it was such a it was impressive, I guess. But it was just such a weird experience. Like I've never, I've never been to something like that and it kind of made me very confused about what is going on with these big music performance shows i I bet sphere is probably something similar because travis just built like a whole set it's it's just it was like a weird it's like a musical or something he's got people coming up on stage and riding this giant floating head around the stage and it's so like kind of childish and pantomime if you, like it's so weird if you got to keep you know a bunch of 14 year olds and their parents you know in a controlled riot basically for an hour and a half you got to have rides i think that's what that, that's what my and if you is. have such a lack of charisma you can barely open your eyes while performing at a stadium then you do have to rely on theatrics yeah travis scott production travis scott is one of the wor- worst of all time <laughs> and, and i don't understand it's almost like he's a mute because he knows that if he talks it will ruin his entire <laughs> kind of swag that he is is trying to project yeah best not speak why did you go to the show dean just for um, just for research he's just a fan of chase b it, it kind of <laughs> it kind of was for research i also saw 100 gex around that time i had these opportunities and i want to I want to like find out what's going on in culture. I would I want go to, like, I would understand. go to both of those things. I'm I'm with you. I totally understand what's happening. I'm totally with you. I have a friend, a kind of Swiss conceptual artist turned filmmaker, Tobias, who sort of kind of inadvertently fell into Travis's entourage for uh, mm. for a couple days. He's friends with uh, an artist called Dozy who lives in Portugal, who's like a childhood friend of Travis Scott's from Houston. So we, we got this opportunity to go 
uh, I went with my girlfriend, who's a huge Travis Scott fan. Like genuinely, he's like mm-hmm. her number one or number two. So yeah. you're a better man than I. I had I had heard. You know, I remember after all this uh, the Astro World tragedy. I remember my friend Matt telling me, you know, we, we've kind of made a mistake, like um, getting so angry at this guy because he's actually the the best performer we have. He's supposed to be the last, like in, live in person. Right. He's supposed to be the last of the rock stars or the last of the showmen. And the show was insane. Like he does have this crazy presence. I didn't really, I didn't enjoy it so much myself, but it wasn't really... <laughs> It wasn't really like even music. It's, it's just like he's just shouting. He's just shouting or warbling. That's right. For like two hours straight, looking like this Superman over like sound effects. <laughs> and the crowd is wrapped. Like the crowd is just completely entranced by this guy. It's like being at some religious ceremony. Mm-hmm. It was a really weird experience. He could really could be a very powerful cult leader or it's yeah. it's it's interesting because he also that the last album like flopped like no uh-huh. one cared like it really flopped like there's no hit but it just doesn't matter because kids want to be it's it's kids want to be there they want to go to the yeah, show I, th- I think he's him or his team has realized that his live performance and stage show is his strongest suit and they've experimented by putting all of their eggs in that basket and leaving zero eggs for anything else in you know like making songs <laughs> or talking and it's proven to be a, a wise decision because you know he's sells more tickets than any other rap artist you know maybe other than jay-z or something the only thing that i he's, can he's com- definitely number one compare it to is and he's more mainstream is playboy cardi <laughs> like those same they're like a playboy cardi headlines rolling loud and like hasn't put out a song in five years He's huge. Hasn't put out a song that has words in it's it. It's the same kids, though. It's the same, like, the devout, just like, I love this shit. I want to be there for the experience, you know. And I have to say, as, as much as I want to make fun of it, it kind of reminds me of going to, like, hardcore shows when I was a kid. Like, it's just, it's the same. It's like an energy thing, and the music is almost secondary. Mm-hmm. The vocals are unintelligible for yeah. either genre. Yeah, yeah. It's guys in hoodies being mad. It's the same shit, you know? <laughs> Carti, Carti did put out a song, one song, 2024, at the end of last year. Did, did you hear that? I didn't it catch that. It's, it's, it's good, but people are going crazy about this song, um, on Twitter at least. Yeah. But it, it's, it's produced by Kanye West and two other people. I thought that was interesting. And he also he calls it he he's called Kanye West, which I thought his name was. Oh, he's he wasn't yay. He's Kanye West, yeah. So I'm confused about. Maybe it's a different person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still goes by Kanye West for his production credits. He's he's, as an artist, uh, he's okay, yay. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Do you think that? Do you think that we're? Uh, are we? Is Kanye forgiven? It feels like it's happening. It, it feels like it's slowly happening. He's seeping back in to the good graces. Young people never, never, yeah. never cared. And and I think it's if he puts out a good song with Todd Dolla Sign, are is he going to be forgiven in a mass way? Um, yeah, he does. He does seem to have. He does seem to have won forgiveness. Yeah, he seems to be kind of everything's going to be okay. People are people are okay with him. He won for he won forgiveness from Jason when there was the photos of him getting head on the boat in Venice. Well, that's when Jason forgave him, but everyone else it moved my needle a little bit. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, he he's, he won forgiveness by 
by doing nothing, right? By like going yes. to Italy, <laughs> by like putting his wife in these weird, you know, interesting costumes and by like <laughs> planning this 100,000 acre city in Saudi Arabia. He's selling uh -huh. a house in Malibu. He's losing $4 million on the listing price. It's $50, $50 million. I, I think since Kanye is still funny and he's still acting a fool, that's what's keeping people, him in their good graces, whereas like a Kevin Spacey kind of person he is not funny and is not acting a fool, is going full serious, and that's why I don't think somebody like him is going to have a recovery. And also, Kanye can release his own music Dean. today, and it can go everywhere, and Kevin Spacey cannot yeah. Yeah. make a movie and release it today. You know what I mean? I just think music is more universal as an avenue for forgiveness. Like if somebody gives if somebody gives you great music, it's just it's it's very easy to understand. Whereas a movie is is or like an acting performance. If House of Cards theme song comes on at my wedding, I'm not going to dance to it. But if Billie Jean does, exactly, I'll, exactly. You know. But I I you know I'm a Spacey. I think Spacey's going to have a comeback. Somebody will give him a chance, but it's not going to be on the level. Is of Kevin Spacey, the white Kanye West, Dean. What say you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't see a great deal of similarity between <laughs> between those guys. But uh, I mean, maybe who is the white Kanye West? Very... I mean, maybe Army Hammer. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like, I I think that all of these guys are going to be fine. Like, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna be fine. But music, particularly to me, is always like people will forget if you got a hit, True. you're yeah. forgiven. There's nothing else like it. All we need is him to make a hit. I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that'll happen either. Dean, you also said I, I forgot um, that you you did have a little bit of a running list of of a couple things that you wanted to talk about on the show as well, and I wanted to give you a spotlight if you have any. It's okay if you don't. Um, Take the floor, Dean. What did I want to talk about? <laughs> um, well, we're talking about production. I was wondering how do you how you produce the show, Jason? Because when I listen back, because because I, I talk very slowly often, and I I have pauses in the wrong place and kind of have this broken. And when I listened back, you know. When it came out to the episode we did before, you'd um, it seemed to me like you'd kind of cut everything together, like cut cut out the pauses, kind of like uh, Amigos engineer, something like that. You'd like <laughs> chopped everything together into this one. He's the Tay Keith. He's the Tay Keith of podcasting. He is the Migos. Well, I think um, it was a it was a while ago when you were on the show, and I think the the editing style pendulum has swung a bit where. It started out as I was heavily editing things to to be as tight as possible, and on the upside, it moves very quickly, and it has a kind of a hypnotic effect to it. On the negative side, it can remove some human elements and errors and pauses and ums that can end up being beneficial. And now that I've done almost 600 episodes, I'm I'm leaving more pauses in and having it a little bit more natural and organic, but. I think that ed editing the show is like the the fourth the fifth beetle of of a podcast. A lot a lot of things can change. Mm -hmm. You can make a good podcast great. You can make a bad podcast decent. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what else? And for the note, I will leave that pause in. <laughs> I thought you made me sound good, which I which I liked, which I appreciated. Okay. Well, the next time you do one of your little experimental podcasts where you talk about you know the future of meta spaces critical theory uh fourth wall thingies <laughs> send me the file and i'll clean it up for you oh yeah i'd love that mm -hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd love that i mean i, I do 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I do think like it's kind of you're on the verge of inventing a new form, which is good. Like this kind of uh, the podcasting or just the talking when you're punching in every line. You know that kind of RXK nephew style, but with exactly. podcasting or storytelling. Like I think it's really um, it's could be a whole new a whole new form. It's it's funny that you bring that up. This morning when I was skipping my rope in the park, I was comparing a little bit to to nephew in terms of when you think about we've we do three episodes per week which is something like you know 200 hours of content being released a year which is far more prolific than any other creator except for people like like a nephew or like a Lil b like people who release 30 mixtapes a year and obviously not all not all of it is going to be gold and you don't have time to make 30 movies a year, but there is something unique about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now you now you pause on purpose. You little bastard. I'm I'm just yeah, I, I always pause a lot when I'm doing these if I'm interviewing someone particularly, but also if I'm answering. I've been called out on that by people I've been interviewing before. They'll say, you know, are you bored? Why are you so quiet? But I think, you know, I'm just leaving just waiting you don't want to yeah you got to leave you, you don't want to cut people off too yeah, quickly you need to you let know? it breathe well yeah people will i like it yeah if you if you let people talk they'll give you what you want or incriminate themselves which is great for you as the either way as the interviewer is it a power move dean no quite the opposite no yeah i don't i don't think so okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not trying to um i guess if i'm if i'm like the interviewer or the host i'm not trying to dominate people Mm-hmm. I've been hosting um, a monthly talk series. Like I've just been talking to art critics. No plugs, Dean, no plugs, no like plugs, that. please. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I, I interviewed someone. I did a talk with someone, uh, art dealer Gavin Brown, uh-huh. last month. And he really, he really just shut me down from the off. Like he really dominated me. I mean, he's, he's a friend of mine. But- oh, you, I was going to say, so is he not fucking with you or is that just hit the way he operates in public? That's like, that's like the way he is. And after yeah. about twenty minutes, we just he just stopped taking my questions entirely, and just went to the audience and just had this like hour long thing with the audience. Um, and it, it was amazing, though. It was the best talk we ever did because he got kind of he got really got really real in the end. But he completely silenced me. Like he did. Like he did just dominate me. That reminds me of years and years ago. I went to, I was flown to Toronto to interview Virgil like before he really blew up in front of this crowd of people mm-hmm. and he absolutely railroaded me and didn't like there were no questions to be asked and the crowd that's exactly what the crowd wanted mm-hmm. and he knew that and I didn't and I was like <laughs> what the fuck why is this guy stepping all over me I thought you know blah 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 and I was like oh he did exactly what these people wanted and that's why they are going to follow him into the fire it's because he's he knows what people want and that it was now that I think about it, I realize it was a, a power move. Well, for the for the greater of the of the talk, but it, it can be humbling for you if you're the person who's being stepped on. Yes. You yes. gotta fight back, Chris. Um I don't I didn't care enough um <laughs> to, to fight back. That's often my problem. As long as you got paid. Yeah, I got paid. It was a paid gig. Dean, um an, a, a question we asked last episode what's the worst animal? Oh yeah. Uh God. <laughs> That's such that's such a hard such a hard question to mm-hmm. spring on someone. Um, 
Not unlike the not unlike the way the kangaroo springs at you in in battle. Yeah, yeah. Am I right? I'm just trying to give you some help. Not not a kangaroo, I don't think. Uh, I try not to think of like obvious things like dogs. Mm-hmm. Dogs could That's be one. That's obviously my pick, but it is obvious. Wasps, scorpions, pigeons. Oh, yeah, pigeons. Those those are more insects, I would say, Jason. Okay. I don't want to get into uh, you know I don't want to fair 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 the worst the worst animal it's a it's a really interesting question but it's something I'd re- it's something I'd really have to like think about for a long time we'll come back to it in nine minutes so while you're talking to us oh, just God. separate the other part of your brain to be constantly thinking maybe it's a jellyfish or something like that but I wanted to talk about third places a little bit yeah if, I love if, them let's say in the in 2024 you were tasked to open or curate or consult on opening a, a third place, maybe you could maybe a cafe, a coffee shop, something like that. Yeah. What types of things would you do? Well, uh, you know, whatever Dean Kissick's Latte Larry, mm-hmm. Latte Larry's would be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And in Latte Larry, they have the the coffee heaters. <laughs> yeah. You put your mug on top of it and it keeps it warm. Yeah, yeah. I th- I thought that was a really I think that's a really good idea. I've looked it up. <laughs> okay. You can buy them. They they're like uh I thought he'd invented that, but they're like an existing uh-huh. well, there's a company called Ember that makes them. I like the idea of that. I guess in, in Curb it kind of caused it kind of caused his downfall, the downfall of Larry Lattes, because the guy had the penis made that was too big for himself or something and he knocked over the <laughs> like the coffee cup heater and burnt down the whole coffee shop mm-hmm. tale as old as time <laughs> mm-hmm. he famously had some toilet concepts as well yeah what was the toilet concept i met someone recently who was building like he's building his dream apartment and he's making the toilet like a perfect cube this was like his main thing so <laughs> just like a cube with a hole in the top like like a like a two by two foot by two foot cube i think so yeah yeah that sounds right okay yeah this feels kanye westian in many ways but but larry's was uh urinals only in the men's room and then the women's room was uh, a way to hover and squat over the toilet without having to put your bare ass on a public toilet seat so it's kind of like two handles you'd you'd maybe ride it like a motorcycle or something no i'm not I, I do the opposite, actually. I, I like to have like real sit-down toilets. I was, I was talking. Larry Ziggs, use ag. I like this. Talking is probably a kind of over-egging the pot here, but I did, um, I did ask like Lindy Man, Paul Scalas, if we could open a cafe together, and he said it was, said it would be an honor, and he wanted to. So hopefully, I haven't met Paul in person, but hopefully Paul and I will get together and open a cafe. And he has people hitting him up. Um, you know, kind of people with funding, people with ideas. Some of the bigger third place VCs are sniffing around, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Have you thought about it? Have you thought about this? Just kind of blue skying it right now. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think about I think about this kind of thing a lot. I am actually kind of opening. I'm going to work at a third space next year, maybe or this year, in a few months, hmm. which we can which we can come on to. But <laughs> but I, I I thought about. I mean, he was saying how like cafes used to be places where you go like meet people and talk and now they're all kind of their places you go work on your laptop so they need to be mm-hmm. they need to be more um kind of created for that for those purposes more suited to the laptop worker whereas i feel i, I kind of feel the other way i'd like to go back more to more traditional cafe i've been going to 
a brass cell recently because I, I used to go to a brass cell that the, the no, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've spoken about it before on this podcast. Like the, For listeners at home, it's a coffee shop in uh, Lower East Side, East Village, kind of. East Village. Yeah. I, yeah, Dean, I used to go all the time, but the crowd is the worst in Manhattan, but go ahead. No, the crowd is <laughs> the crowd is great. The crowd Have is, you been to Rice to Riches, Chris? The crowd gets much worse. <laughs> no, it could, it could always be worse. It could always be worse. The main, the main Abrasso crowd is kind of like fairly well-off um, Democrat Gen X magicians and professional backgammon players this kind of <laughs> exactly exactly you're making my point for me dean you're making my point for me and they have kids and dogs let's not forget that like let's not forget no dogs that. no dogs in there no dogs allowed no but there's there's dogs hovering outside no they're not they're not <laughs> guys i used to go to this place all the time it's this fucking it's it's I would, of course, run into friends and family, but Dean, I see why you like it is because it's, it is laptop free. It's laptop free and they have like great coffee, great food and drink. It's got, it's got a nice ambience, yeah. but it was really like, it's really out of action for years. And I think it's really only very recently, or at least I've only learned very recently that it's come back and they've started opening late again on Fridays and Saturdays. Yes, so yeah. it's, it's kind of returning to its former glory. That's made me happy. I've been going to uh, La Cabra, mm. the one on the kind of Danish hipster coffee shop. They've just opened one. <laughs> Bro, that shit, is, that shit is too slapping. I got to stay away from those buns. I can't be having buns, Dean. They have some, yeah, they have some great buns, great coffee. Oh, the cardamom. It's not the perfect coffee shop, but something in there that I like is they're always playing ambient music. It's not it's not the best ambient music. I mean, it's not, it's not even particularly good, but they're always playing like ambient music. And a lot of like a, a, a good proportion of the clientele are not like aren't speaking English or maybe they're from like kind of soft spoken cultures like um, uh-huh. East Asian things. So there's very rarely the kind of volume of like voices mixed in with this ambient means you can really like dissociate in there. Mm. You'll very rarely hear someone shouting about some stuff or like taking a meeting the, or like- the, the energy of the room can police itself i saw yeah. them kick out i told you this story i think jason this woman was like rushing to get her headphones and laptop out for a call and she got it all set up and it was like 359 her call was at four and somebody was just like, a guy walked over there at the bit like that worked there the biggest smile on his face and it was just like <laughs> Sorry, no laptops here. And she just looked destroyed and had to like rush out before getting her coffee. Uh-huh. And I was like, that that must feel good to do. That must feel really good to do. Cracks the knuckles before you walk over there. This is going to be like, mm-hmm. But they also have a restroom. Yeah. Which is like a, a nice compromise and trade-off for any building in New York City whatsoever. Abrasso as well. Abrasso has a nice all black uh, restroom, black tile. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. Abrasso's got two. Yeah, yeah. No, Abrasso, look. Abrasso is the best product possible. I just find that sort of crunchy but rich Subaru Bernie magician. <laughs> I, I just that I can't, I I can't I can't. Yeah, Chris all, and really. magicians are oiled and water, famously. Yeah, but, but you're absolutely right on that description, Dean. You're absolutely right on the description. Backgammon players. <laughs> they also, yeah, there, there's some interest, but then you have like these kind of lonely or or like kind of these intellectual sorts people who come in people come in on their own and yes. just like read a novel sat on their own for which you don't a see hours. no absolutely you don't see that i don't see that a, a lot of places try that at la cologne yeah good freaking luck you get kicked out of there yeah i went to a new i went to a new cafe here in la this week dean called this weekend called cafe telegrama mm-hmm. and i had a very similar experience where i was like damn this place looks great 
The fucking food is great. Like I really, I really liked it, and I haven't in L.A. That's not usually. What's the, the case downside, for, Chris? What's the downside? It's in it's in a fake neighborhood called Melrose Hill, which is fucking no man's land, but it's not far from from where mm -hmm. we live. But I was just like, this is very good for. It felt like there was some action, and it like I it just felt good. Whereas a lot of places in L.A. don't feel good. Can I say one thing about La Colombe before we? Before we have to sign off, It'd be our honor. <laughs> yeah, I'll choose my words carefully, but I, you know, I, I like La Coloma a lot. I think the La, La Coloma and I think Lafayette and Forest is one of the best, one of the best cafes in the city. But mm -hmm. I go to a few and I, I noticed, like I posted about this, that they always have their like seltzer tap out of order. It either because they give free water still and seltzer, except as of about 2020. The one I go to, it's been, it's had an out of order sign on it since 2020. Because I used to always get the seltzer there. Now every La Cologne I go to, I've noticed like it's always out of order, or they've just unscrewed the actual handle of the seltzer thing. Hmm. Um, so this is this is like the thinking man's McDonald's soft serve machine always being out of order. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I actually thought it was so nice to have a coffee shop where you could get free seltzer. I agree. They will sometimes give you free seltzer at a brass but It's not. It's not a guarantee. So, did you confront the La Colombe Corporation about their belt tightening? Well, this is what I'm doing right now. Like, I I, I posted about it, and I got contacted by a anonymous source who I won't, I, w I won't dox, and I don't know this person. Mm -hmm. But they they kind of alluded to me that it's um, it takes a special person to fix these seltzer machines, and the company does not they cost too much the company is kind of not refusing to pay pay the price to fix all these seltzer taps and is instead just pretending they're all broken like across the whole new york area if anyone from la Coloma is listening like any like you know ceo cmo uh -huh. that sort of person which they probably are i think that's a false economy and i really think it would behoove <laughs> behoove one of my favorite coffee chains to just pay the man the woman, the seltzer technician, they're due. So do you, do you believe that? Do you believe that there's some, there's like one person who has a very specific set of seltzer skills and they're the only person who can fix it and they're in the middle of a heated dispute, a financial issue, and it's a, a stalemate and that's what's causing these seltzer machines to go down? Yeah, I think so. It's a problem with America. You know, it's a problem with our infrastructure. Okay, I've I've got the solution, Dean. I've got the solution. Go go into your law cologne. Yeah. With your uh, with a a spy style micro camera. You know, maybe a, a pen camera. Nobody will be the wiser. Go in, open up underneath, and just take a bunch of photos of mm -hmm. of this. Find out the serial and model number. Download the manual, and you yourself become an expert at seltzer repair and maintenance mm -hmm. and you will sort of be the white knight that will come in and save this corporation okay yeah let's do it they love you there already uh we it, love man. you here at how long let's gone as well no, thank you for joining us today uh this is the, the way we wanted to kick off 2024 with a with a fan favorite and and favorite of ours and mm -hmm. we appreciate your time thanks for having me have a wonderful year <laughs> we'll see you soon it's been a pleasure dean thank you so much thanks dean <laughs>